Hello everyone and welcome to the 10th installment of the Star Wars file, AYCH's uh, exploration of the Star Wars film. And uh, I'll be your host today, Patrick, and joining me are my four regular co-hosts and one special co-host. And uh, those hosts are... The Last Colt. I've killed the others. Oh, fuck. Bye. It's Jonathan. <laughs> you gotta speak up. <laughs> speak up. You gotta speak up. John's like, hey, is Jonathan here? <laughs> That was Jonathan playing the reed organ, by the way. We just kind of went in with a with a weird opening for the first time. Pat was like, you know what? We're going to ignore it. We're going to pretend like that didn't happen. You, you, you're at, like, I wasn't going to mention it later. I don't think you would have. <sighs> you don't know Pat. <laughs> you don't know Pat. Oh, it, Jonathan, you didn't even introduce yourself. You whispered. He said Jonathan. Yeah, I'm Jonathan. Okay, and it is, uh, uh, it is Calamari Cody. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's Mac the Zabrak. Oh, okay. right. and it is the Knight of Winslow. <laughs> and today we're talking about. <laughs> Just ignore him. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> this is it. We're finally getting around to it. Uh, we're going to talk about the Bantha in the room. We're <laughs> we're talking about the Last Jedi, and this is this is actually a revisit for us because we first talked about it way back in episode 34 back in uh, December of 2017 that's more like our initial feelings on the movie back in the day and here we are almost two years later on the eve of the last I mean excuse me the the last saga film episode 9 the rise of Skywalker and we thought it'd be more appropriate to revisit you know the episodic film as we're getting close to the final installment and and sort of just go back and see and see if anything's changed, what stood out to us, what the pros and cons were two years later. And before we just started with all that, uh, let's, let's just go around and say, what is this like the the second or third time for everybody uh, going, man? This is my second time seeing the movie since I saw it originally in 2017. And uh, what, what about anybody else? Uh, this is my second time as well. I've only seen it once, and the one time I did see it was the midnight release of it before shit actually hit the fan about the movie yeah uh, this is probably like my fifth or sixth time seeing it wow this was my second just like cult uh this is my fourth which is super abnormal like abnormal for me because i have like hundreds of watches of all the other ones like even the prequels but like this one there's just so much baggage attached to it like i i love it but I don't know. I just haven't haven't rewatched. So this is, this is only my fourth uh, revisit. This is my second. The first time was midnight release. Right. And just what we like I said, we talk about just sort of like any sort of changes in thought or opinion and what sort of things that we uh, notice on this on this uh, viewing of of the movie and what sort of change and and for me, I feel like. The things I loved about movie just stood out so much more in this 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 latest rewatch and and like it just sort of really sort of solidifies like my appreciation for the film. I did, of course, I did the the flaws they were apparent to me, but I feel like it just it just means so much more to me now. What about everybody else? For me, like I remember the first time I watched it, I loved it. It was one of my favorite Star Wars movies at the time when I did first see it. 
and going into the second time around, I was tr- trying to see like what everybody hated about the movie, which was apparently everything about the movie, and I just couldn't really see it. Everything I liked about it in the first watch through, uh, I liked about it just as much or even a little bit more this second time around. Uh, I love this movie. It's really good. I, I remember coming out of the theater the first time seeing it, and... Um, and I was like, yeah, I think I really like this movie, but I don't know because it was, it, it was a lot. And and one one of the main reasons I don't revisit this movie a lot is it is an exhausting movie, <laughs> in a lot of ways. Like, yeah. I, like you feel like you you've got your ass kicked every time you watch it. For sure. But like, I, and I and I, then I remember everyone being like, oh fuck this movie, it sucks. And I'm like, wait, did did I miss something? And then I saw it again in theaters, and I was like. Okay, people are just dumb. <laughs> because I, I like some of the some of the flaws are made in good faith, or some of the criticisms are made in good faith. And it's like I could see where that would bother someone else. Yeah. It doesn't bother me, but a lot of it I feel is just bad faith. It's not meeting people's un- ridiculously high standards of what Star Wars is or shit. And be. weird standards, sexist standards, all these uh, yeah, weird yeah, standards. Yeah, and just like weird like sex, like racism, sexist, sexism, racist, yeah. stuff like that. It's really so. disgusting. We'll, we'll get into that as we go along. On this episode, this this is my second watch through. The first time I watched it, I really loved it. And the second time I watched it, I, after criticism and kind of hearing everybody's plights, I was really afraid that I might actually dislike it the second time around. I was really afraid this might be really weak, but I love this one. I really do. It was really good. And there's just a lot about The Last Jedi that I... I don't know. It was just... It was a really beautiful movie that had a lot of, like, implications in the Star Wars universe. And not as... I mean, I know we... Jonathan and I always talk about subverting expectations is sometimes annoying, but for a series that's long-standing like Star Wars, it really needed this, I think. I think this movie was very much needed in um, for it to be able to move on as a series and whatever else comes of it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, the first like the first time I watched it, I'm like, I think I loved that. But I think I need to watch it again to make sure. And then the second time I saw it, I was like, yeah, I do, I do love it. It's great. And then the third time I watched it was still, like, probably within just a couple months of it, you know, premiering. Um, so, like, it was probably still in the theater. Or it was, like, it was like whenever that first, um, like, Netflix thing came out. Like, mm-hmm. So, it was, like, it had, like, just gone out of theaters. Or it may have even still been in theaters when it hit Netflix. It was in theaters for a long time. Um, but... Um, so it was like twice in the theater, um, and then once, you know, at home. And that, that other time I found that I didn't like it as much and that worried me a little bit. I was like, what, what's, what's going on? And I think it had a lot to do with just the, the conversation at large and just that, like I, you know, I had done a, a Star Wars, I was doing a Star Wars podcast at the time, you know, and just like really living, breathing like Star Wars as a whole. Um, and I guess just like. All the conversation around the movie um, had started to just make me not like Star Wars that much. Not because <laughs> I didn't, and it wasn't because I didn't like the movie. It was because I, I was just just the tired the of hearing that. Yeah, and just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's almost I, like PTSD in a way. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> like for sure. And 
And so that, that's why I've racked up as few watches of it as I have, um, like at least for, for like by my standards. Um, and so like I don't know, I just I just left it alone for a while and like ended up like like I still have people text me like why the last Jedi sucks. They'll like be like, oh here's a new YouTube video that came out in the year <laughs> of our Lord 2019. I, I love that people will like send you stuff. And be like, here's explaining the reason why this sucks because I can't explain it because I don't understand why I hate it right. because I just hate it. Yeah, and so like, but like watching it this time after like I've I've removed myself from kind of the Star Wars conversation at like at large, um, just for like my mental health and everything, and then yeah. so I've gone back to just enjoying Star Wars like privately and with my close friends, you know, um, except for um, doing a show on the Mandalorian, you know, so like, but like, that's such a niche thing. And like, I can just really kind of focus on that. And one everyone loves it. Right. Everyone so loves like, it. so it's yeah. like, whoa, it's so great. So, so that first episode dropped, I'm sure you guys were just like swiping yeah, your brow. It's good. Like, okay, good. Oh God, we can continue. Let's keep it going. <laughs> everybody, everybody likes it. Great. Yeah. But like, man, watching it this time, this I think was my favorite watch, like of, of the last Jedi. Like I love this movie. Uh, it's super fun. Like, which it, is surprising it, for us because like we were bantering really hard during it just for funsies. <laughs> oh, I was I was tuning most of it out, but I, I was I was expecting you and Pat to just kill us because we were just bantering so hard throughout. The I bring I bring a different person in and you just completely run them off. Bullshit! <laughs> Can't take y'all anywhere. That's us. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying the milk scene. Oh, it got me hype as shit. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, oh Mag, why don't you uh, explain a little bit about that um, that milk scene, how, how it was sort of put in the movie. Yo, they cut so much, like, potential story that they shot. Like, like more stuff of, like, Luke and Ray training, like, on the island and, like, all that kind of stuff. They cut, like, all that to make room in the budget to have that Thala Sea like Siren I think I think it's called a Thala it says like Thala Siren Thala Siren I think is, is what, they they had to like helicopter that thing in and they made like so much room like in the budget by like just dumping other ideas and like other parts of the script and stuff just so they could fly that thing in there and get that scene oh thank yeah. the fucking well, lord for, yeah from what I heard Mark Hamill hated that what a loser yeah um, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of the scenes that got cut was like, like Luke having like a moment where he's grieving over Han. Yeah, yeah. And but then, but then it's like, okay, we we know you we wanted to talk about Han, uh, Mark, but we really needed to suck this thing, Teddy. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's crazy. If y'all if y'all watch the documentary, it's called The Director and the Jedi. It, like comes with the special features of like the Last Jedi. Mm. It is wild and like the the tension between like mark hamill and ryan johnson throughout the whole thing is like very palpable (laughs) fuck um yeah but it kind of like it kind of does suck the fact that you you had to like weigh the cost of the enjoyment of the movie to the dealing with the backlash from the fan base like you like you really had to weigh that those two together and you your enjoyment of the movie was not your, your like your disenjoyment with the movie did not come from the movie itself, but from an outside force that made you dislike 
not made you dislike the movie, but made you have a like apprehension. Yeah, it, it towards just, the movie, it, it was just almost made like me yeah. start questioning things and just like I, I couldn't just have a clean watch of the movie yeah. like, without like all this other context. all the voices. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, much in the same way when I was doing like you know just looking up information about the movie for today's show, like I was like actively dreading even just like googling stuff about the mm, last yeah. Jedi. Yeah. Like. A bunch of YouTube with like big red circles and the red arrows, having like how this sucked. And how, <laughs> Cinematic <laughs> disaster. Why and, and, I hate this just, so much. And it's just silly. I mean, I understand Star Wars means a lot of things to a lot of different people in a lot of different ways. So there's no one particular vision of it, and that's fine. But I think something that come across in the movie that be very applicable to just, I guess, the angry parts of the fan base is that. We, we should be careful about the, the things and the people that we deify because we just just this unrealistic and unhealthy vision. And once we're co- sort of confronted with the reality of it, it falls apart because it doesn't meet this, you know, impossible standard that we raised up for ourselves. Pat, yeah. you the way you just said that isn't the way I had it in my head, There, so therefore I hate it. I do want to also say, like, how about we don't go into a movie expecting a movie company or producers like automatically looking to um, to change your opinions on whatever and just enjoy it for what it is. But you know what I'm saying? But, like, yeah. But Cody, I expect them all to read it, what I said on the forums. Like, I, I, I what I expect. What I, what I, one thing I was noticing is people were like, oh, you know Disney is just putting in this character because it it pushes this agenda. And I'm just like, well, why are you, come, why are you coming to the conclusion? Like, what made you think of the conclusion? And, like, where's the evidence for it within the movie? Like, and, like projecting much? Like, like, yeah, like you're, yeah. You're just, you see these things have like, these, like, positive changes happening in the world around you that you don't like. And so you project it onto this thing. Yeah. That's like in the public, like in the zeitgeist, you know? Yeah. Just to like have a hill to die on. After like the whole like uh, Last Jedi stuff kind of blew over, but it never blew over. Those same channels probably posted the SJW gets destroyed videos that you see everywhere. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Ben Shapiro sure. yeah. fucking what? destroys Lib. Wenzel didn't get to tell his expect or his, uh, oh, his, oh, yeah. his stuff. Wenzel. Wenzel. I know. I can hear you. I have. Um, I have earbuds. I don't know if you what? Can hear. What, what do you hey, mean? Hey, talking to your mics real close. Hey, Wenzel. Hey, Wenzel. Hello, my name is Ben Shapiro, and you're wrong. Uh, no, I. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, another another time. Um. Anyway, I loved watching it again, and kind of like what Max said. It's like just hearing so much hate. It's like, man, now I hate Star Wars. <laughs> Because it's like this is so stupid and it, it like it made no sense and like the I remember, like the first watch I was like man I, I really love this but like is it warranted you know like is it just dumb love and then after watching the second time I'm like no this fucking movie's fantastic it's awesome like yeah, yeah there's 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 like you know little flaws here and there and then you know there's that cute that can't bite scene that like probably didn't need to be put in there but like the movie as a whole is fantastic it makes it honestly makes no sense for people to hate it as much as they do it's just at, at some point it just comes down to <gasps> like sexist and racist scumbags i mean let's just think about it right i'm gonna say something super controversial but i'm not actually gonna say it because i don't really believe it okay i'm gonna say it real quick oh no oh no no <laughs> I can't say. Do you think light? that the Empire Strikes Back should have had the sky, the the sky city scene? No, that's the Canto Blight scene in this one. 
What? I, I, what? Wait, I, I what? don't even. I don't even. No, know the other the scene Despen in and Kanto play very different like roles. And I don't think so. Yeah. I think they're pretty much the same thing. Uh, um, no. Uh, uh, explain. Both, both useless. In, in what ways? Oh, they just do. So what you do don't you... think the betrayal of Han Solo is like a useful? Have you seen Lando mm-hmm. since? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he he yes. helped blow up the death the second Death Star. We'll also, he's coming up soon. Also, Luke, he's also going to be back. Also, about Luke got his. All I'm cut saying, off. Right. all I'm saying, is that there are unnecessary scenes in Star Wars. Literally, the <laughs> "I am your father" line comes from Cloud City. Okay, you know, I think he might be he might be facetious in this moment. Let me let me okay let me rephrase what I said. Do you remember episode two <laughs> and the droid factory? Yes. <laughs> well. All, that movie is that, non-essential. Yeah, that movie is... Do you remember episode two? <laughs> Just in general. Uh, I yes. hate sand. Just bringing that up. Yeah. You know, that's, that's actually, my opinion. That's actually all I remember. Of course, and gets everywhere. <laughs> that's all I remember from the prequel, the prequel trilogy. Sand. <laughs> and Yoda going hard sand. as hell. That's what oh, I remember yeah. from all Star Wars. Star Wars is just pretty space lights and sand. That's the whole damn series. At this so point. There are a lot of desert planets. There's a lot of, lot of desert. Yeah. It makes me sp- mad. A lot of pretty space lights, too. So It's like... They can only get the could literally Lucas uh, Lucas Films only get rights or not rights but like permission to film in like Utah and like uh, fucking Tunisia Tunisia. <laughs> um, I think I think there's something to and this is like a way off on a tangent but I think there's something about like desert environments that make it easier to feel alien. Because most of us don't live in deserts like better. <coughs> yeah, feels like Mars. Right, you and don't like, have to CG in a in a new breed of plant. <laughs> right, yeah, and like you don't have to like worry about like shooting around like towns and stuff because you've got so. like miles and miles. So, but, so I think there's like a psychological thing. There's like desert equals strange to us. So yeah. it, I think it helps like, you know it build up the sense of like remoteness and yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like feeling like feeling small and far away in this like bigger sort of story or conflict. But then when the space and that ends and you're like, wow, this is open. But then people were like. Like, or at least I was like, when I first started looking at like hyperspace and stuff like that, I was thinking, well, damn, why don't they hit like an asteroid? But then you realize space is just empty for the most part. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, also, hyperspace missiles. Can we get into that conversation eventually? No, uh, not yet. Uh, anyway, I feel bad for Kelly Marie Tran. I loved her. Yeah, I loved her. Sure. She's, she's, she's a phenomenal actress. She was so excited on like the press circuits and stuff. Like, it was like a joy to watch her be excited for people to like see the movie, you know, like, and then like with what happened afterwards, I'm just like, who who do I need to pay a visit to? Like, like, and it was funny too because when Pat was talking about like looking up like information about the movie, I remember doing that too, and I just saw so many racist articles just about her, and I mean racist, really racist, and it's like, why? Why are these here? <laughs> like. Man, Star like the Star Wars fandom is just coming out, man. Like all stormtroopers are just white cis males under those helmets. None of them can be anything else. Which 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 is why I was, I was really relieved when she came out for the episode nine press junk, like the first big yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. A huge applause pop for her, which is like yeah. I'm sure it was a big relief for her to see like. Hey, you know these, all these jackasses online. These don't represent, you right? Know. Oh yeah, I would have been it's, screaming. It's a super vocal minority. Like they're yeah. just a super loud minority. Um, 
that, th- who think they have like the end all be all authority on Star Wars. Right, they're they're trying to act like gate like gatekeepers. gatekeepers. Yeah, or, for sure. And and they, and they do the same thing with all kinds of different properties and franchises. But like, yeah, and it, like that moment was almost like it was like kind of the same feeling I got when um, Hayden Christensen had come out a couple of years ago on stage and everybody cheered for him too. Like I'm like, yeah. yeah, like the people who actually like Star Wars like understand that like the people making Star Wars for you to watch. Like, they're fans, too. Like, they're just trying to, like, you know, this property that we all love, like, yeah, and, and they're, enjoy it. And it's way, like, you know, you know they're people. And right. It's but, like, you, you don't have to necessarily like their performance, but no. you don't have to attack them as a person. They're people. Oh, but like, here's why you're wrong, Jonathan. Because they're part of it, that makes them a bad person, and they're ruining everything. They're accomplices to watching... They're accomplices the to murder. To murder <laughs> of cinema. <laughs> you get that, Jonathan? Or can your intellect Wendell, comprehend that? I think that? this is a new character thing for you. It's, I think you should keep it. I love it. <laughs> you missed the car ride up to Lighthouse. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it was just like thirty. At some point, I, at some point, I think I manifested into Ben Shapiro, and I wanted to just throw myself out the car. <laughs> you should just like that should be yeah, yeah that should be your new thing now. Is just be like super aggro. Aggro towards that. It's like Wintel. Wintel, do you allow us to speak with Ben Shapiro? Oh, oh god! Can you? Oh god! The table shaking. Why do I suddenly hear the lights? Winston, you lost a foot. You lost a height. What's that fucking dude's name? Keith the Keith, Urban? Not Keith Urban. <laughs> what's, that, what's the name of that fucker who sings like "Put a boot in his ass" like country America shit? Keith Urban. Keith Urban. Toby Keith. Toby Keith. Oh. <laughs> sounds like Toby Keith start blaring. <laughs> Which also sounds strangely at the same time with the sounds of bomb uh, sirens going off in the background. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm I'm tracking with it. <laughs> Suddenly, know, blue and red lights start flashing. He is painting whoop, whoop, a picture. Whoop, whoop, I, fully, whoop. I fully understand. It's the police pull over. Someone hasn't heard a bay bay. <laughs> you nasty little girl. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Did he really say that? I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. God, he's an awful person. And why did we even? Uh, don't let Tanner hear this episode. He will. He will take down this podcast. It can't be any worse than the Twilight episode. Tanner, you dirty boy. Steering this conversation. One thing I noticed during the movie, we started shit talking the General Hux actor. I was like, wow, we are really trashing on his looks. No, no, we're trashing on General Hux. Right. Yeah. We love Domhnall Gleeson. Yeah, he's a good guy. I just felt bad. His name being fairly hard to pronounce, and I'm really not sure. If I'm doing it correctly, because uh, it's like Domnall. It's like a, it's, Dom, it's a Domnall. Domnall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, but he's a great guy. Love him. General Hux, though. Oh man, <laughs> I just want to give him a swirly. <laughs> yeah. wow. yeah, he just gets shit on the entire movie, and it's, well, it's fantastic. Right. Well, like he doesn't like. We'll see. Like. Sorry, the, la- the later half when he when he literally gets like he gets force choked and he gets fucking thrown by Kylo. Good shit, man. Honestly, like Hux has, uh, yeah, our, <laughs> Hux is nowhere near like the the level of like Tarkin. So like the fact that he thinks that he has any sort of like level of like uh co- not confidence, but like any power over Kylo is just like he's mistaken. 
Like well, he's a little piece of shit. Well, Huck's in this movie kind of reminds me of the villain in the in Rogue One. Is where like he's kind of like this like wuss or a nerd who just kind of like because of his position he just he just he just thinks he has like all the power in the world. Yeah. But just, the second it's taken away from, he realizes just how like puny and significant yeah. he is. Yeah. yeah, there's a British word for it, which is jobs worth. Like if someone's a jobs worth, they've been put in like a position of just like. The slightest bit of power or, or authority, like they've just attained like this tiny little grasp of it, and they let it like completely define them, and they just like take themselves entirely too seriously. To be fair, though, he is in charge of the storm. Every all the stormtroopers, right? Yeah, yeah. Sort of. He, but I mean, like, the thing is though, is he's like a relay. He's just like the person who hits. He's the button that they hit to to do the thing. Yeah. Without having to deal directly with Snoke or with uh, Kylo. Right. And like in the books and stuff, his dad Brindle Hux was a big deal and actually like kind of was the one who put in place the like program for like train like stealing and then training stormtroopers. Oh, and stuff okay. Like that. So he just like basically inherited his dad's yeah nepotism. Yeah. So. That's, that's just, just, but it's interesting because at the end of this movie, you start seeing him kind of transform a little bit. You start seeing him, like, of course, you have the scene where they're in um, the throne room and uh, he's like kind of def- he's defying Kylo. But then and Kylo chokes him and he becomes like, yes, daddy, whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they whenever Kylo is like shooting the shit out of Mark Hamill's spirit. We don't call him Luke anymore. <laughs> he's, that's just Mark Hamill in a costume at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As he's shooting the shit out of him, Hux is kind of in the background. You kind of see his face is like, this dude is out of fucking control. And um, we might probably see that transform in the next movie. I, th- I think that he may play a role in like turning against Kylo, like almost maybe springing a trap. Oh, that, that'd yeah. be kind of that, like, that'd be interesting. That, that kind of like puts Kylo almost in a spot. Yeah. So like, not that he becomes a good guy, but he maybe helps. The he realizes like, his, his ego gets in, in a way because they kind of start. Hey, we, we both want Kylo gone, so I, I was sort of like maybe not work with the the resistance, but it's like we both have the same goal. So kind right, of like, it's like this independent mutual interest. Yeah. Another thing. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Another thing with Hux, real quick, is the is also in the throne room. I realized he wasn't trying to take away the power from Kylo. He wasn't trying to take the position of Kylo. He was saying, we have no leader, what's our purpose? He wasn't saying, we have no leader, therefore I am the leader. He is saying, Snoke is gone, what the fuck are we going to do now? And like, yeah. what's next? And I think that's a, that's much, like, I, I thought his character was a, like, that shows less of a power-hungry character and more of a character that's sort of lost in what to do. So I'm interested to see, like, what... If that were the case, if it were the case that there was a transformation of like, okay, we need to take down Kylo together, I'm interested to see like what the First Order's purpose will become become because Hux has no, like the whole purpose of the First Order was to fulfill the needs of the, of the fucking, of of Snow, not of the Empire. The Empire itself at least with the empire with uh with the with the head cut off it could have technically existed as a form of government but the first order doesn't it's not government it has no power over anybody it has no authority it's just some kind of fucking cult yeah and so like without the head of it and without the without the two like main dark side people like what is their purpose and i don't know it's it, 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 i'm very interested to see like how that unfolds which i just a huge fucking just 
uh, shot in the dark. But what if like the first order just for some reason transformed into the, like the new republic? Like all these because like they have the mil they have the they have the power the military and they're, everything. Well, they don't anymore. They're they're what oh oh yeah. You're, well, no. Remember, no, well, the they first, they the first have order the straight blew up the new republic. In the Force Awakens, yeah, yeah. So the yeah. First Order is definitely going to be like they're definitely angling to step into that vacuum. Of Which, power but and, and then and we see the Empire, yeah. Again. And this when whole we thing is they want to be the Empire again. And when we see in the trailer for Episode Nine is they have like a huge fucking fleet of ships just on some random planet in a storm. They have these like several several ships. So it's like they have they still have a military and they still are pretty powerful. So I mean. That'd be kind of interesting to see these crazy fucks fill in that void. I'm still interested in the Knights of Ren as well. Like, what the hell is going on there? With yeah, yeah like they, they didn't like. I was thinking when I was going into this movie, I was thinking we're either gonna see them or they're they're just a non thing anymore. Like they were just sort of like a passing sort of thing. They might make it to a comic later, but then they brought them up again in the sense that Mark Hamill or Luke fucking explains to Ray that yeah, he took several of my my students and went off with them, and so yeah. that's them being bringing up through night well they're called the knights of rain right now but who the hell knows what they're going to be called really but the like what the fuck is there like what's going on there yeah um yeah it there's a <laughs> and i again i'm sorry to keep like referring to books and stuff um no it's fine because we don't know this stuff we're not yeah, i mean we're yeah. we are fans but we're not like you unhealthy uh um, but so there's in the aftermath trilogy, which is kind of like a trilogy that takes place right after Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the first stuff in the new canon that was stretching out after the original trilogy. Yeah. Um, and so there's in like these interludes, like all throughout the trilogy, there's these um, this like kind of cult type thing called the Acolytes of the Beyond, when they like kind of find like a bunch of Sith artifacts and like this the artifacts like imbue them with dark side energy oh and so they kind of go crazy and like i'm not saying that those are going to directly turn into the knights of ren or anything but i think yeah. it might be kind of a similar like culty like dark side culty situation it would have to it would have to fall in line with the movies because they're not gonna throw a wrench into they're not gonna throw something into the system that they can't explain in the movie well in the i just started it so i don't know anymore but in the jedi fallen order the uh, Jedi's, I don't know if it's in the movies as well, but whenever you t- they touch an object, they get the history and a bunch of info on the object when they touch it. Holocrons? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Uh, but yeah. Thing, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that, that was like a big thing in uh, the Clone Wars. But yeah. wasn't that like a specific... That was a specific episode. Like, or it was like a specific power that like individuals have. Like, Isn't that like Quinlan Boss's stick? Um, uh, no, I mean... Pretty much anybody can read holocrons if they're like, okay. you know, like like if it's a Sith holocron, you pretty much have to be in tune with the dark side to be able to, and then like kind of vice versa with the light. Yeah, because what's his name? Good does it in Rebels. In like yeah. the very Darth first- Ezra and Darth Maul have to open one together because it's both light and dark. So it's mm-hmm. like they had they had to work together to open mm-hmm. one. So like, it, I mean, I think Quinlan Vos, like I think his thing was like finding them. Oh. He, was, he was like a hunter but tracker you, yeah. type thing. But Colt, you were talking about specifically, Is it? Uh, does it open up and a hologram pops out and talks to you? No, it's all like... Or is it just like a like a shield that they put their hand on? They're like, oh, I get it. So yeah, because okay. when he, he touched like in a guitar, he gained the memories of the guitar and like he started to play a song on it. Oh, mm. that's different then. Yeah, yeah. that must be yeah. a specific force power for him. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that could be 
like that how they touch the Sith objects that could how they got their powers that could be similar. we could we could go all day speculating yeah, on what the yeah. fuck they're gonna do yeah, like yeah. we don't really know and I'm kind of excited about that that I have zero fucking clue what they're gonna do I mean I and I, I, I mean I know you, there's been spoilers please don't like or not spoilers but like hint towards what's gonna happen but like articles and like spoils and like set things like I will, I will just I don't want to be spoiled for I won't it. spoil just you know watch out for toys Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which you know, I it didn't really like. I wasn't like, oh man, I was like, ah, like it was yeah. pr- pretty sick. And I mean, the trailers have already been very revealing. So, and like, which makes me wonder, like, what are they not revealing? Yeah. yeah, they're really pretty good with their trailers because there was a lot that whenever I went to the Last Jedi, I was like, well, what the fuck? Yeah, like, like I thought the last they, yeah that they, they told us everything, and then like ended and up being like they nothing. just killed Snoke, and like I didn't expect Snoke to die. Yeah. I think that's one thing that's very much worth mentioning about The Last Jedi is it's a very meta movie. Mm-hmm. Like, there's oh, a lot yeah. of stuff that's talking directly to the audience. Yeah, like, yeah. like this Luke saying, like, this is not going to go the way you think. Exactly, and then, yeah. And he also, he's like, what, do you just, like, expect me to, like, march down there with a laser sword and take on the whole First Order? Which is exactly what people want. <laughs> that's, um, that's what he yes. ended up doing. Well, but not. Like, yeah, because like he not, wasn't my, not in the way you not think. in the way you think. He wasn't yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, like, there's just so much in this movie that's just talking di- just directly to the audience, and, and it's it amazing. makes me wonder if it was purposeful. Like, I don't like, oh, it, like, it absolutely like, is. like, but like purposeful in the sense of like the whole outrage and backlash was purposeful. Like, not necessarily as like a as a scheme to get more money, but like as like a calling of the community in a way and that sounds really bad but like <laughs> but like, like some, some like knights of ren types but stuff. like but like let's get the fu- let's get them the fuck out of here like you know like this is a path that we're going down and instead of like kind of tiptoeing on either side and trying to appease everybody they're like full speed ahead bitch like we're hodo going through the goddamn you know the ships the yeah. ships I think I think so. Like the Force Awakens did, was basically kind of like a reintroduction, and like, hey, all of this is super familiar. Yeah, right. And like, I love the Force Awakens. I do I, too. I don't, think, yeah. I don't think that was a bad thing. Not that at they all. Did. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you had to do that, right? Just, you could, just to get way. everybody back together and on board, right? Yeah. And then the Last Jedi, I think, then like maybe like that movie kind of took it upon itself to say like, okay, we're all here, but like. The thing that you love and appreciate, like the exact things, like this is a living kind of breathing organism that's going to change and evolve and grow and move forward, yeah. right? It's not going to be these three movies forever. Like, so like, I think The Last Jedi did a lot to like set us up like, hey, we are growing and doing yeah, big bigger like newer things, I agree. you know? I agree with and, that. And um and I think th- I think that's that's kind of at the core of what all the backlash is. It's just like a direct, like people feeling attacked. Here's the the thing, Mac. Here's the thing. I don't believe in monkeys. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? Where did that come from? He said evolution. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) they evolved from porgs. (laughs) I don't, can we just talk about how porgs were completely invented, invented because they couldn't solve the puffin problem. Yeah. Absolutely love it. It it solved the puffin problem and the merchandising problem. Exactly. Boom. Win win. I bet you that person who did that, that that assistant that probably like gets the coffee was just like, what if we did this? And they were like, you know what's a great idea? Now go get me more coffee. And they're probably homeless now. (laughs) 
That's not wrong. Funny. You fucking made <laughs> this why? not fun. Because they get a single residual check when they're coming up with the porks. <laughs> we'll just but, we'll just tall the turnip up into these little uh, penguin badger things. Why with their ears? <laughs> and, and the person at the showing is like, "Oh man, that's my idea, bitch." Yeah. The, the, <laughs> 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 yeah. Fuck you, Wenzel. <laughs> but going off what Mac was saying, how I I think a lot of the sort of core of the backlash has been sort of people feeling attacked, even though I don't think that's what the film is saying. Because it's, it's also like sort of a appraisal of what Star Wars is, but also not yeah. shying away from the criticisms of like certain narrative tropes. Yeah. Right. But like just how like Luke is handled in the movie, because I don't know, to me anyway, like Luke in the out of the main three cast in the original trilogy, was probably the most boring character. Right. Yeah. Because he, he was supposed to be all of us. Yeah, because like, he, he was supposed to be sort of this blank slate that people could, like, map their own personality. Well, what's what the thing right. we were watching recently that, that was going on with... There was something that we were talking about recently. Um, like, no, don't hit Jonathan. Like, in the past six months, we were watching something, and it was, like, the character... Oh, Harry Potter. Like, yeah. Harry <laughs> Potter himself. Yeah, there's, there, Harry Potter does not have a personality. No, he He's doesn't. supposed to be all of us. He, like, yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's just a, a vehicle you can step into yeah. to, like, live this narrative. Link. Like, yeah, same. Yeah. Pikachu. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think and one of the main criticisms people had with the movie was, like, oh, I didn't like the direction they went with Luke. Luke sucks in this movie. That's like... He's great, and I was like, "That that was my favorite part of the movie, Man. just the way he his, the way he was conflicted, and the how each of those scenes of the flashback with him and Ben are told, and how it reveals more and more information." Right. I, I don't know, and, and you ask a lot of these people, it's like, "Well, like, what would you've done differently?" All of their responses are so much more fucking boring. Yeah, they're just like, oh, Luke literally just shows up with a lightsaber at the last moment. Yeah. And just, or, like, kicks or, ass for or, half an hour. Or is, like, basically a Mary Sue. It's like, oh, it's almost like it's okay for him to be a Mary Sue if he's a man. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know. Like, I, I just really... And it's not, like, inconsistent with his character. Like, to me, I felt like this was a natural progression. Of, yeah. yeah I it did feel like a natural progression. I have always seen that, like, Luke is supposed to just re represent, like, the wide-eyed dreamer, basically. And all this, that's, like, the side of everybody that he's appealing to. Mm -hmm. And I think me, personally, like, I've always really related to that. Because I think I'm kind of similar in personality. Um, like, like that. And then I know that, like, with myself, like the drawback of being that like dreamer type is that your expectations are so often just shattered because like the world's cruel, right? Yeah. Yeah. And to me, the place we find Luke on Octu, like I related with that. Like this mm -hmm. is a, someone who had all of the optimism and was like working like super hard to build this new world he had envisioned, you know, with like a new generation of Jedi and, and all that kind of stuff. And then had his hopes dashed. And, and so, then, like, it's super relatable from a character standpoint, I think. Exactly. And not only that, on top of that, he's sort of been built as this fucking legend, too. And then right. to have this be, like, really his first failure in decades, probably, to just have that his, like, house, uh, <coughs> house of cards just crumble well, around him. That That's a, a natural conclusion would be, like, just absolute cynicism. Right. Just cut yourself off. Like, forget it, you know. 
Uh, one of my one of the things the complaints that I had when I first watched it and it still remains with me now is the inclusion of Yoda. Love it. I love it. I think it was great. <laughs> yeah. However, it kind of is defeated in the scene where the books are in her drawer. I, I, to, to me, it's like, so, like, it seems like, the, the of course, you have the, the prequel trilogy that kind of brings up the whole, you know, Jedi are too dogmatic, they're too bureaucratic. Oh, they, they suck in the yeah. prequels, yeah. And then you get to the middle parts, the the original trilogy, and the Jedi. We're just kind of learning what the Jedi are. The Jedi are the the ultimate sort of being. And, and like, the, let's kind of roll it back to the roots of what it is. Yeah, and then we go into this next one, and it's just like, and this 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 new trilogy, and it's like, okay, the, there's something new kind of brewing in the the Force. The Force itself is kind of taking over, overtaking what the, what it means to be Jedi. We kind of see that, but in this one. In particular, they had it was almost like a conversation, like like Luke kind of comes to the conclusion that you know it's time for the Jedi to end, and then the what means to be a true Jedi and to form a new world of what it means to be Jedi is in Ray, and that's what that's what the conclusion I got from from the Yoda and uh, Luke and Luke scene, and then you get to the end and it's like because you see almost like Yoda is also kind of like yeah you know it means more than what the books can hold then the books are there and it's like oh well all that stuff about like it being in Ray and starting anew and starting over yeah that's all like doesn't really matter anymore that stuff is that that it is in Ray but she's got now got guides to help her yeah I I disagree with that and and like this is this is no, I'm pissed. this is great discourse <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. that's like Healthy and yeah. civil. Well, it's it's crazy realized. that we're about to have that about the Last Jedi. I don't know if it's ever been done before. This is getting, <laughs> this is getting uh, too hot. This is getting too hot for me, guys. Um, but so I think that one of the most important lines that Yoda says is like, "We are what they grow beyond." Yeah. And so I think that the books are a starting place. But then, from everything else, we know that Ray's going to surpass. Like we're even. Yeah. Well, well, and then on top of that, I feel like one of the big themes of this movie is to grow beyond cynicism. Yeah. And, and I think, and we also see the sentiment echoed with Kylo Ren, where he's like, "Oh, we just need to burn it all down. It's all worthless." And it's like, no, there's a lot here. It's just there are some like trappings around it that are, I guess, more toxic and yeah. stuff like that, where. The you you can't you can't just like be completely passive and cut yourself off. Yeah, uh, that's also sort of the point with DJ as well. Yeah, where, where he's just this completely amoral mercenary, and it you kind of have to at a certain point when it, especially when you're dealing with Nazis, like you can't be middle of the road with a Nazi. I mean, you have right. to pick one side or the other and you have to stand up for what you believe in. Right. Cause if you are middle of the road, you've picked your side. And, and then like in going, even it even goes into the meta element where it was like, I think kind of challenging a lot of people's criticisms with star Wars. Oh, star Wars sucks, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no star Wars is worth it. It has a lot to offer, but the, you shouldn't shy away from the criticisms, but you shouldn't write the entire thing off. And I feel like that's what the having the books at the end really helps I, cement. Because I was going to build on top of that. It's just sort of like 
there's the good and the bad from the past. You know, you can't let the, the past will define you as much as you let it, and it's sort of your choice to to do with that what you will. But also, you can you can you can take the good and the bad in the past, and you can go from it. Like you, that, that's why that's why one of the biggest things about the movie is failure. Like yeah. failure and victory, they both have you know their strengths and weaknesses. Which I thought was really interesting how we pull so much from failure in this movie, and we feel like oh I, I lost, but but you know there's so much to gain. And plus with with post arc in the movie, he 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 won a big victory, but it ended up being more the damaging it. In the long run, because like yeah, you win the battle, but that battle could have lost you the war. And I feel like it's sort of like seeing the the flip side, the both victory and failure. That's that's what that's a big thing that we take from this movie. And I think it's very powerful. Some people said, oh, the the morals or lessons are too heavy handed in the movie. But I feel like if you have something to say, you really can't beat around the bush. And I feel like that's why the thing the theme to this movie have probably the most like resonance of all the Star Wars movies that I've seen to be yeah, as well like definitely. it's the most important and most pertinent to the world right now. Yeah. yeah. And to sort of counteract the or uh push back against that that notion of oh all the themes are too heavy handed. These are movies about space wizards <laughs> aimed at children. Well yeah. the but you know and that's the thing too is just like you know and that goes back to criticism of movies altogether it's just like movies are there to tell a story and much of the time there is a meaning morality built into those stories like there's some movies that 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 really do well with subtle subtly and and light touch like mm-hmm. like we were watch, we watched calling by your name last night and then there's yes. other movies that do very well with heavy-handed thick lashes of emotion and power and you guess what star wars lies on the other spec that that end of the the latter end of that thick power here's the thing cody i need you to stop pushing your agenda on me because i i'm smarter than you but i need my stuff to be simple i need it to be simple it has to be straightforward okay don't want to think too much big think even though i am smarter than you my intellect is oh big big penis (laughs) smarter than you there cannot be any meaning whatsoever. I'm ignoring you now. Leave <laughs> <laughs> alone, Ghost of Ben Shiro. You can't escape me, Cody. I follow you wherever you go. Go away, Ben Shiripo. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Get oh out the God. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi's possessing me now. Get out the incense. Get out the incense. <laughs> no, we're not making this podcast political. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, like, Cody, you were talking about how, like, like, emotion and stuff in this movie yeah. just like sheer like brute force like emotion yeah. you know like I think that this movie is uh, it makes you feel like more than a lot of Star Wars like, yeah Star Wars it really movies. does like, I mean Star Wars always makes me feel but like this one they like I think that the direction um, like Ryan Johnson like he like very masterfully even from like the, the, the just from Jump Street with the bombers and like Paige Seiko like sacrificing herself to, yeah. to make that get those that last bomber you know like to, to like you felt you felt all of her wishes and desires and her love for what she was doing her right. you felt her passion you felt her like there was the fear and not, not necessarily the fear about like dying but the fear of failure of, like, yeah not saving like, your oh friends. yeah and like and like the the you know the both the the sadness that you're gonna die but also the the sweetness that is like oh you it'll did be it. worth it right it'll be worth it and like you felt the rebellion in her like yeah oh yeah for sure uh, and then like there, there's so many other movies like 
moments like that. Like I teared up. I think three different on three different separate occasions. Even like through all of y'all's. <laughs> <laughs> Our banter just made you cry. It was so beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but like when like uh, when Luke's talking to Leia, um, talking about how no one's ever really gone. Hands are the dice with Han. You know, like like oh. Man, yeah. that's yeah. powerful stuff. Um, <laughs> what he really was, <laughs> what he really was alluding to was the fact that she's probably gonna be CG'd throughout the entire <laughs> next movie. Nope. No, really? Yeah, they're, they're using. They're, not, they're using, oh, they're that's using so good. additional yeah. footage that they shot and didn't use. Yep. So. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, we'll see here in the after credit scenes or something. Uh, <laughs> There's something they're CG'd in there. Speak, <laughs> speaking of emotion, though, like the fight scene between or with Kylo Ray and the Praetorian Guard, like Yo. just the like you can feel like like just like besides like how awesome it was and like the action you can feel like the ferocity and, and like, the anger the desperation yeah. Oh, yeah like there's two types of heaviness here there's the heaviness of what it means the force is in the balance like 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 the what the the balance of like the universe is is in the hands of these two individuals right in uh, kylo and like the actual like i don't want to say metaphysical but Metaphysical, right? So, like, the, 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 the spiritual essence of what it means to have the Force, the life, and things like that is in the hands of these two individuals, and to some degree. And then you also have the actual, like, danger that's happening of, like, the rebellion, which is sort of like the physical manifestation of of the Force, in a right. way. It's like, like, the Force users have always, I think, been, like, super... Like it, it's a lofty thing. They represent like the the ideas, the spiritual yeah. struggles, and then like, but that like I think some of the appeal of Star Wars like as a like archetype is that like you also have just the regular people, and yeah. you see how like those like the the clash of ideas <coughs> and like the clash of like different like s- spiritual positions basically yeah. affect like normal people like us. Like I think that's like what's so powerful. Yeah, yeah. I really like. Um, I really like the fact that the it shows that the I don't know what I'm talking about. I was I lost my thought. <laughs> like literally as I was talking, it was there and then it was gone. Well, uh I have to say, Cody, you said metaphysical. I have a JO crystal, so I know exactly what you're talking about. A what? A what? <laughs> You've been charging it over there? <laughs> yeah, I've been charging it, Cole. I've been charging my JO crystal. Can't wait to use it tonight. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Jerk off crystal. I, 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 I did know. I was trying to ignore him. <laughs> you can't ignore me, Cody. I am around every corner in every shadow in every place that you could possibly imagine. I will always find you. He is the beyond. <laughs> I'm ignoring you right now. I think Ben Shapiro might be the worst When you close your eyes, podcast. you see me. Ben Shapiro doesn't exist. Ben Shapiro doesn't exist. Ben Shapiro doesn't exist. <laughs> no. Thank God, he's like he's like swipe slifer. What the, slifer the sky dragon? No, it's uh, a <laughs> the fucking what is that little shit called from Dora? Swiper, swiper. swiper. He's fucking swiper. He's just annoying and literally just throws a kink in the fucking plans of society. Swiper, no wiping. I was thinking Beetlejuice. Yeah, was, but we like uh, Beetlejuice. I hope I don't say boo. Oh, don't say it a third time. Beetlejuice. Ah! It's me again. <laughs> oh God, no, 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 no. <laughs> what the fuck were we talking about? Uh, we were talking. You were talking about Jedi Star Wars. So another criticism that it seems like is floating around in the group to some degree, also mainly me, uh, was the 
Um, because I mean, I don't want to be, I I don't want to get caught up in the stupid criticisms of what the cumulative. I don't believe in those. I do believe that there are some mistakes, or not mistakes, but like things that I wish were done differently. Yeah, I mean, as, yeah, yeah, as def- with any movie. Yeah, yeah there are yeah. definitely some like criticisms that are made in good faith. I yeah, do sure. think that like a sacrifice of of uh, Finn at the end of the movie would have been a better choice, in my opinion. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I like that I get to see more of him, especially... Yeah, I do too. I, I yeah. want, like, back to that kind of Force Awakens vibe, like, you know, just kind of more happy-go-lucky, like, you know, it, this Finn seemed very kind of, like, desperate. Like, I didn't like this Finn as much as the Force Awakens Finn. Um, it felt like he just woke up the entire movie. Yeah. Which he technically did. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> kind of did. I mean, this movie's like, takes place over, like, two hours, so... Yeah. Like, <laughs> um... Yes, but so like I mean, I, I like that we get to see him more, but I definitely do think it would like the if he had sacrificed himself, that would have been a powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Because sacrifice is also a huge sort of kind of thing in this movie as well. I was like, yeah, a lot of people died. Yeah, a lot of people taking themselves, but that was the only major other major criticism I had was the was the books thing, which I'm still on the I'm not on the fence about. It's just it makes me wonder of like. What's their purpose later? Like, what's their purpose later? And how I really would like to see how she kind of. I'd love to be able to see how Ray. I don't want. I don't want to go into the next movie and Ray just have read the books and throw them out and now know about what's going on. <laughs> I kind of want her to take the Luke approach and kind of rip them apart and kind of look at them and like tear them apart in a sense of like analyze them and come up with a critical like viewpoint, not yeah. just like. Well, the book is not a recipe book. Not it's not a recipe book. It's a it's a it's a, gu- a set of guides that she can she can pull from. You know, and then she writes her own book. That's what yeah. I something along those lines is what I hope. I have a theory that the rise of Skywalker is not talking about a person, but that Ray, like t- like by the end of the movie, will have created a new thing. Yeah, built off of oh. the Jedi, maybe called the title the Skywalkers. Th- th- or that, that was like my that. theory too. Because yeah. ooh, that's actually cool. Yeah, because one of the big sticking points about this movie was like like whole like Ray's like heritage and sort of like is is, is it sort of like a cop out that we said like she's nobody or is it sort of like. Help sort of solidify that someone can come from nowhere and make make something of themselves. But I feel like it'd be more like impactful for someone to sort of like like to use a, the past as a building block and sort of de- define their own path and sort of like make homage to it, but still be something completely on their own. I feel like her like rebranding Force users as Skywalkers would be like a great homage to what has come before. But still be its own thing. And maybe maybe it's not just strictly, oh, we do things like the good the good way and that's it. Maybe it's like it's like you know, finding finding the balance for each person. Because not everybody's right. like fifty dark, fifty light. It's like maybe it's eighty, twenty, sixty, forty, whatever that balance is for that person, that's that's, that's that works and that's good. Or at the yeah. very least, like a, a temple raised in the name of the Skywalker. Skywalkers and like yeah. any, Skywalker any, Temple. And anybody with these abilities are Skywalkers. Yeah, or, or, yeah. I mean, just something new that's just you know, kind of like Pat, like 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 you were saying, just that's built off of kind of the stuff you learned that was good, and then maybe like attempting not to make the same mistakes like of the past, you know, like learning from those failures, you know, like bringing the whole failure thing back into play. So, cool things about the movie, though. We should talk about cool things. 
Hold on. There is nothing. Cool. Okay, so let's let's touch on Canto Bite real fast. Oh no. Okay. Yes. Um. Because that's that's probably the biggest thing. Canto Bite to me has the most important themes. Um. That like as far as how they apply it to the real world. Yeah. Um, yeah. That are, yeah, that are kind sure. of come through come through DJ. Uh, like I'm I'm a pacifist personally. That's something I feel very strongly about. I'm a violent um, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I think I think they were trying to give you an, a glimpse into like the fact that like war, there's not necessarily good guys and bad guys. Like it's maybe something that just should be avoided, and and that like really there's only a few people that it benefits, and those are like the people getting rich off of it. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's just super like a super important thing, and I wish it had just been delivered in a better way like like i love that theme yeah i just i think they failed on the delivery of it a little bit like it turned into a big father race like I, like i just think it could have been done a little bit yeah it, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, like it, it's definitely the most i guess silly out of like the entire out of the entire movie yeah it's definitely like the, and, and yeah and having that contrast with that thing the, which is pretty heavy right like sometimes that contrast can work but sometimes it just kind of negates both and i feel like it just i'm kind of with you i just kind of wish it was in a little better of a package and better presented yeah but it makes it cut more it makes the universe a little bit more like like of course in our world it's a huge parallels and a good message to to take home but like in the universe it makes things a little bit more complicated because now there's this whole elite group built upon the war and that's a conversation to have for the rebuilding and that's something that that could happen in like not necessarily the next movie but like in the future star wars of of like books comics taking like how do we handle this elite class of individuals who are built upon the backs of war i was gonna say like in just sort of the the desperation of war can make good people do not so great things could be solved that the rep the resistance turned to like war profiteers and you know sort of like so like black market dealings in, in order to they do bad things to try to you know I guess in the hope to do something better, but like right. the, they still have consequences. They use they use blood money to build right. to, to to buy weapons and machines in order to to help win a war. So like, what are you willing to do in order to to help others to say the right thing? It, or sort of like, it, it, it can can anything good come out of a war, no matter like how sort of apparently good or bad sides may be? Because like. One one that quote that, that always sticks with me: the greatest crime can that be committed in any war is starting it, and it feels like even it's like there's there's can't can't can anything positive come out of a war? Even if you're like, oh, we're trying to stop Nazis, but you know if if you're doing underhanded things, or can can you avoid doing bad things in war in order to win to stop something some that's obviously quote quote evil? And that kind of comes in that kind of comes in like those sort of questions comes in um, conflict with like the Jedi as well, right? right? Those sorts of questions come in the, cause like the Jedi, like what the Jedi's beliefs, the good side or the light side, you know, what's dark side, what's light side, what's, is, is there a middle neutral ground? And all those questions of like, like, you know, all those questions kind of come into play with what it means to be a Jedi. And, and that kind of, kind of goes that way of like, maybe there is a different way than just pure, 
good and i don't know and then we start getting to like the political side of like the jedi and right yeah and i mean like star wars has always been like i mean part of like i I think a a big like attractive thing about star wars is that there's a light side a dark side there's good guys there's bad guys and like i think for like it's it's really refreshing and like it's great escapism because our world is not like that at all so that's like what like that's a big appeal of star Mm. wars right like that's a nice thing um so I don't necessarily want there to like not be a light side and a dark side anymore. I think the thing that I want to have explored more is like just because you're on the light side or like you're a Jedi doesn't mean like your actions don't have consequences and like there's yeah. not like fallout like yeah. from things you do. There's, you know? I mean, there's obviously a, good, a light side and dark side like on the extremities, but there is some play room there that that I would like to see. Like I said, exploring the the warlords, you know, there, this didn't just happen overnight, you know. This wasn't, this was. They showed that in the in the prequel trilogy, like this was something that was built up over time, with a lot of different moving parts and complications, and it wasn't just one section that caused the empire to form. It was a lot of different things orchestrated by someone on the very top end of the or the very extreme dark, you know, side, but. Um, there's a lot of moving parts and I would like to see how they dismantle that sort of world. And it's interesting. I would love to see, I mean, I, I really wish we could see the, I mean, I know it's in the books, it's in the, the comics, but I would love to see like, and I know there's the new series that, uh, is it the new series they're doing? Um, that's the in-between, uh, original trilogy and sequels trilogy. I mean, the Mandalorian's happening in between. That's happening in between, but I'm talking about like. Are you talking about Resistance? Yes. Does that take place in between them? Yes. yes. I, but that one's geared more to a younger audience. Well, yeah, but still, though. Like, like even more so than Clone Wars and Rebels. Oh, really? Yeah. It might, it might oh, be okay. something they touch on the Cassian Andor series, the character yeah. from that, Rogue One. That's mm-hmm. going to be a big thing. I'm, I'm very excited for that. Cassian, because Cassian's a really interesting character because he was a separatist. Hmm. Who yeah. were viewed to, or were like meant to view as the bad guys in the Clone Wars, but then he's also in the Rebel Alliance. Yeah, and the motivations that had him end up in both of those places are the same. So I think I think that's going to be a very very cool like thing yeah. to explore. You know, like it, it goes back to the whole like there's you know here I forget where it where it's from, but like somewhere you know talks about like how there's heroes on both sides of the Clone yeah. War. You know. And like they end up in the Rebel Alliance, like, um, hmm. so I don't know. It's just kind of a. I, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that. I think it'll be cool. I'm interested. I, I really am. I'm. I'm very interested in seeing. I would love to see more stuff that's post, post original trilogy. I really want to see more of uh, uh, the Empire reconstruction sort of stuff. But anyways, what? Nothing, Mac. You're just really breathing into your mic. Uh, just. <laughs> He was getting the, the new father. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, you're Maybe. fine. Just, just don't do that. All this, just uh, all this <laughs> deep getting, Star Wars getting, talk is just getting getting me. Yeah, yeah, heavy. for sure. No, it's getting me excited getting me too. Excited, yeah. No, I, I get it. <laughs> um, Kylo looks like he's edging the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad in this movie that. Uh, Adam Driver doesn't have the mask on most of the time because, like, the acting's phenomenal. I think, yeah, uh, like I, the I performance agree. is amazing. Oh yeah, and he's probably the most 
out of the new cast, the most he's, compelling character. Oh yeah, I mean, it's definitely. I think he's the best actor. <laughs> like, yeah. out of the, like, not that anybody's doing a bad job. Like, I think Oscar mm-hmm. Isaac's also amazing. Like, and like Daisy Ridley was pretty much a fresh face when like she did Force Awakens, and I think she's you know giving it a great performance too. Uh, John Boyega, great. You know, like. BB-8. BB-8. Uh, oh, my God. Um, you talking shit on BB-8. He's got Ben Shapiro in him. That's what's happening. He's kind of oh. falling flat for me. Yeah. He's a ball, you dumbass. Yeah, I don't really believe balls. Oh, God. There's a lot there. But we're, gonna, we're just going to move right on. Moving along. Uh, yeah, that's what you got. That's what you just, you know, just skip over that. Well, I, I was going to say like <laughs> what Cody says. Because like, so the movement to, so like we talked about, you know, what we like. And what sort of like our criticism is, I guess we're talking about like our most, the most memorable moments from the movie. Yeah. Of, yeah. All, of all the things sort of tying it together, what are like the, the most like standout moments for everybody in the film? Easily the scene where she just turns around the ship and just cuts it like butter. Hyperspace. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about hyperspace Kamikaze. missiles real quick? No, we're not talking about that anymore. <laughs> Their implications are far reaching. If I don't see if I don't see them be like, oh fuck, why haven't we thought about that in the next movie? Piss. Maybe it was they they were like, hey, this is an opportunity to do something that'll look dope, and then they did it, and then we're not gonna think anymore about it because uh-huh. we got that dope visual. I kind of want to see like suicide like uh, pilots, kamikaze type pilots. Uh, I don't really know if that's ethical. I mean, it's Star oh, Wars. God. It's Star Wars. I I, I don't. St- Shut oh, up, Wenzel. <laughs> what? I'm sorry, Ben Shapiro. <laughs> Wait, so you want to see more pilots and characters just kill themselves? Anakin straight up murdered thousands, not thousands, a lot of kids. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, the. Yeah, he's a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. But still, they can, the bad guys can suicide bomb. We're talking about the rebel odds. I want to see the First Order. Just Kylo's like, all right, guys, I need you guys to just sacrifice yourself to the Force for the Sith. Uh, do it, boys. And then they're just like, pew, playing bad to the bone while they do it, too. I just want everybody to know I talked about suicide bombers being unethical, and Cody just got annoyed at me. I want everybody to know this. Cody, right? Those would be freaking awesome. I mean, it is unethical, but. Well, nobody, nobody, nobody was specific. It said, like, oh, we don't mean the resistance. Like, nobody said that. Like,. Like, come on, man. I thought you were saying no suicide bombers because it's bad. And I was like, he kills kids. <laughs> I want to see it from the, I mean, like, I want to see it from the bad side. Yeah, sure. So one of my favorite moments. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're on a weird uh, tangent. Was Luke's departure. Uh, yes. From, from life with the Force theme playing, um, which is also called Binary Sunset. And then the twin sons being wow. up there for one shot, man. That gets gets me every time. I always start tearing up. That, that 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 one scene where he's sort of sitting in the rock and his and his capes blowing and you see that that's just the twin just like, sunset. A, a perfect shot. It's so it's beautiful. It's a it's the perfect end. Like because like yeah like that's it's well, it. that, that's how his journey began. His journey began with right. like you know. Uh, a sun, the binary a sun, sunset, sunset and then it ends with sunset it's a, it's a perfect bookend and, yeah. and a movie of, of like so many just sort of immaculate shots that has to be in the top it's yeah just a beautiful moment beautiful shot just I really like around. I like the fact that his cape just went and just like it blew away the wind it was yeah. it wasn't left to be like Picked up by the nuns. Darth yeah. Vader didn't like put his foot all over it. Yeah. yeah. It's got the <laughs> it's stinky poop. Yeah, Jedi Dookie, like in our canon. 
No, it's just, it's just, it's just a little gone. I think I was here for that. Yeah, you yeah, were. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were. Yeah. yeah, there's just a big old pile of poop underneath there. Every, all poop in his body just dropped and to Luke the ground. Luke dropped a huge one. He hadn't pooped in three hours <laughs> if he had been force ghosting. You see uh, how fuck. red he was when he died? Ooh, he pushed. And those nuns, they're gonna get up there and be like, "Oh, oh we had to God. deal with this shit for months, possibly years." You know what? You know what? No more Jedi. No more. This is all we get. Is we get shit. Um, what? <laughs> I mean, just think about it. Just think about all the Jedi that died there, and they're like, "Oh my God, we had to clean up Jedi shit all the time." It's fucking annoying. Um, but yeah, no, that scene was beautiful. Like he was just he was just gone, just gone forever. Goodbye. Until the next one. Until the next one. Yeah. Um, oh. We're gonna get some mad force ghosts. Oh, oh yeah. for sure! Be great. Mm, I wonder who. Yoda's just in these these series for witty banter, and everyone wants to see him do anime shit. That's the other thing. Okay, real quick. Yes. Everyone in this goddamn fandom wants anime, and they're not getting it from Star Wars, and people are mad. They want Star Wars to be an anime. They want anime powers. They want flips. They want explosions. I want Geno Yeah, and that's why like a lot of the old EU sucks, because yeah, fucking was just... Luke was a god, and it was right. boring. He was Goku. Yeah, he, he literally was up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, select, start, A, B. Wow. Yeah. Um... So fuck off! This isn't uh, Star Wars is an anime. Yeah, like uh, the the point of Star Wars is it is a, mo- a little more grounded. Yeah, I, space wizards. Uh, <laughs> uh, space wizards. children. A great scene that I'll bring up again is the fucking fight scene between the Praetorian guards and Kylo and Rey, and then the scene leading up after where Kylo's like, "Let the past die." I think those two together are fantastic. The throne room scene is just unparalleled in like in Star Wars fight choreography. And, yeah, think. and and just the throne room itself is beautiful. The visuals just are that fantastic. Red. Like that the one sh- shot that's in slow motion. It's just a locked off shot, I think, and it's just got that red background, mm-hmm. red Praetorian. So your focus is all on Rey and Kylo. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so, so cool. good. That and then you have the you have the actual backdrop just burning and falling around them. Yeah. yeah. And that, like, was, that was symbolism to some form or something. The wood chipper that that one guy gets <laughs> <put in>. uh, <laughs> He exploded. Another yeah. reason why the Star Wars universe really needs OSHA. <laughs> oh, I mean, oh, where's the rail? I mean, there are no guardrails. There are no fucking guardrails whatsoever. I just love, like, in The Force Awakens on Starkiller Base, on that massive bridge over an endless hole, there is, like, two meters of railing on either mm-hmm. end and then it just they they gave up and then the whole middle is just unrailed it the makes budget no, right out yeah it's very it makes funny no fu- like you can you can build this huge fucking base but you can't put can't fucking put rails they, they probably ran out of budget at that point they were like okay we got we got the big laser gun that kills five planets at once excuse me we'll, we'll get the nobody's gonna walk on this little bitty bridge and fall right. through but death. everybody walks through this bridge excuse me emperor uh i think we should put up handrails no <laughs> like, no handrails why do it why don't do it it's for the space aesthetic Kylo. <laughs> i wanted Take that stupid mask off it's a design choice kill this insolent pop what? Are you auditioning? For, is, this, is this like going on your voice acting? Someone needs to get the Huff Post uh, fucking uh, holy water in the other room and spray it all over Ben Shapiro over here. Man, I mean, just 
fuck's sake, man. Get some fucking rails. People are going to die. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's unrealistic. It's uh, so scary. Another thing, another shot that I really loved was uh, the Kylo and Luke at the end of the movie where it looks like an old samurai film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's gorgeous, and I love it. Yeah. Very beautiful. It was very nice. I really love all of them. The oh, yeah. And crate. the crate's beautiful. Thing. Can I just say The Last Jedi is my favorite shot? <laughs> It's like all of them. All yeah. Of them yeah. So oh, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I think it Beautiful probably has like movie. the best cinematography out of the entire movies. Mm-hmm. For I th- sure. I honestly think my favorite scene in this whole movie, and it's something you keep coming back to, and it's kind of a symbolism, it's kind of symbolism for the rest of the movie, is when Ray hands the goddamn lightsaber, and Luke just looks at it and throw- was- tosses it behind <laughs> him. And it was literally, that was literally our opening, and it was literally like, Fuck your expectations. Right, that was like, yep. yeah, I knew the first time I watched it, like on the the previewed night and everything. I was like, oh, yep, okay. Uh, everything I thought about this movie is going to be totally different. Yeah, totally yep. different. Yeah, and I think a lot of people saw that as like a middle finger to the audience, and probably one of the reasons why they were primed to like fucking hate this movie. But also, too, they most people. A lot of the, like the vocal minority who like absolutely hate this movie are annoying pieces of shit. Oh yeah, I I could have done without the throwing over the shoulder. I think like that doesn't really add much to the movie for me. Like I don't mind it. I loved just, it. Yeah. That was Mark Hamill. Like again. I thought it was. I thought it was a perfect. If I thought it was a perfect way to just to just start the damn movie and just. Get right into the fact that like we're not gonna we're not gonna bullshit around for a few hours until you figure out the theme of this. We're just going to literally go ahead and show pff, we're done. We're not we're not doing this the way you think it's gonna be. Um, I wish the pork would have ignited the lightsaber and it went through the other pork. Oh god, that would have been, been hilarious. I would have loved to see the porks be like little death machines, kind of like what is that fucking show from like. The 2000s, where it was a bunch of cute animals like killing each other. Oh, Happy, Happy Tree, Tree Friends. friends. Oh. Yeah, I would love the Porgs, but Happy Tree Friends in this movie. Where, you know? <laughs> that would have been absolutely fun, hilarious. <laughs> as soon as the Porg saw Chewie eating his friends, he, like, he got a bunch of them that killed Chewie. Chewie's dead. <laughs> Another beautiful scene. Chewie just eating or attending to eat his friends and can't. And then the ones like crying. Yeah. You think that's beautiful? Yeah. Um, I, Great acting, Dick. Oh yeah, best actor. Oh I do really feel sorry for Porgs though, because they have immediately been overshadowed by the child from the Mandalorian. Oh. In, uh, <laughs> as far as what's the cutest thing in Star Wars, uh, Porgs and BB-8 were like neck and neck, and now it's just not even close. <laughs> yeah, man, I haven't even watched it, but I know exactly what everybody's talking about because yeah. the internet is a fun place. Just have you know how like the coexist sticker is. Just have that, but with cute animals on uh, all those like you got, all cute you creatures. Got Ewoks, you got Porgs, yeah, BB-8, BB-8, and then uh, the Child, Child of God, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ himself. Jesus? <laughs> um. <laughs> That's it. Just have it say co, co, co. Mm. okay. Uh, but yeah, what a movie, man. It's good. Wait, the end here. I think. I think so. Hot take: The Last Jedi is a good movie. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. I enjoy it. It's good. I really need you to stop pissing your agenda, Pat. Get out of here, bitch! <laughs> you can't. 
wish we had a roll with somewhere just start beating him with it ben shapiro just like dissolves away because he expended too much effort trying to project himself here we did it yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the rebels but he's kind of like the devil in that when you kill him he just comes back but yeah in a different, he, in a he different resides form. in every this isn't supernatural Winzel. i was talking about diablo Anyway, thank you, <laughs> thank you all anyway. for listening today. Yeah, this is our this is our penultimate installment in the Star Wars uh, files, and we hope you come back for our our series finale with the Rise of the Skywalker. It's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a big one, and we all can't wait to see it. So thank you all for listening today and been doing this all so far. And uh, you can follow uh, the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at AYCH Podcast. You can follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, any RSS feed catcher. You can follow us on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash all you can hear. You can follow us on YouTube to see all of our VODs from Twitch. They live on there forever and on all you can hear on YouTube. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at John Lost His Name. Follow my art on Facebook at John Lost His Name Art. And what everybody else's plugs? My name, Colt. Follow me on Twitter, Colt D zero zero. Porgs are just baby angels. My name's Jonathan. You can follow me on Twitter and Letterbox at John Odinson twelve. My name is Cody. You can follow me at CODDOC one one on Instagram and Letterbox. Hey, uh, my name's Mac. Can I plug a couple things? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Away. You're a For special sure. guest. Okay, so uh, we have I have a Mandalorian uh, podcast, like about the show, The Mandalorian. Uh, we recap episodes. And we do like uh, voicemail, like call in episodes and stuff like that too. Uh, so check that out. It's called The Mandalorian Watch. Uh, it's at the Mando Watch on Twitter, I think. Uh, <laughs> but The Mandalorian Watch on you know all your podcast stuff. Uh, and then I have a band too called Jupiter Missile, and we're on all of the uh, in, anywhere you can get music. So Jupiter Missile, thanks. And, and they're great. You should listen. Yeah, their merch design. I've only seen one of them. Very good. Thanks. I did it. It's very yeah, good. I appreciate. It. Uh, thank you, Mac, for uh, being on this episode. Yeah, I'm always happy. Like it's yeah. always. Thank it's you always for Mac, We love you. We love having you on. It's thank, great. Thank you guys for having me. Like it's it's super fun. No, thank um, you, Mac. No, thank you, Matt. Fine. Okay. Thank you, Matt. I guess just thank me then. Uh, uh, fuck it, shit, Matt. Uh, there, there's a clause in your contract. You're only allowed to be on episodes where we talk about Star Wars movie with Jedi in the title, and this is kind of your last shot. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, never say never, but for a while at least, yeah. I mean, I wonder if you'll make it after this. Yeah. I wonder if you'll make it out of the building. I don't know. Well, thank you. Uh, no problem. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Wednesday. You can follow my art Instagram at World of Wednesday. But, but, this is Ben Shapiro. One last time. Please don't support me. I'm the devil. <laughs> Get ya.